So yeah. for me at that point, I was like, oh, I'm doing great. They have a dad who's present. But yeah. that's not what my kids needed. My kids needed something different. Welcome to the Hope in Real Life podcast with Jason Gore. Our team is passionate and committed to bringing you more hope in the everyday, real areas of your life. If this conversation and content is valuable for you, please do us a favor. Like, subscribe, and even share. You never know how valuable it could be to share a little bit of hope with someone else. Let's get the conversation started. Well, welcome to this episode of Hope in Real Life, where our goal, as you just heard, is to bring a bit more hope into the everyday moments uh, of our listeners' lives. I'm here this week uh, with a friend by the name of Brian Wynn, and uh, I'm going to tell you, before I introduce you, Brian, this, uh, this topic, if there's ever been a topic that we've had on this show where I was actually seeking the hope myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's this one. And so it co- falls under the idea of parenting hacks, helping busy parents figure it out. And so uh, welcome to the show, Brian. Glad to have you here. I'll say this. Some dear friends of mine that I deeply respect in the world of parenting uh, recommended you as the one to come on to this show to talk to us about this. And so I'd love you to just take a moment, introduce yourself to us. I I love it. Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me, first and foremost. Um, um, I'm Brian Wynn, owner of the Muse Coffee Shop in Garner and in Lynchburg, Virginia, and I'm excited to be here on the podcast. Right on. So. So we're t- if we're talking about helping busy parents figure it out, you just mm-hmm. said you're a coffee shop owner. That's right. Uh, in two different states. That's right. You know, in two different coffee shops. Yes. And, and but you don't. You're not. You were very clear when we were talking before the mm-hmm. show. You're not a business owner. Uh, you're a business worker as well. You're nine to five or in right. a coffee shop. What, what's your normal schedule look like? That's right. So I I'm also in telecommunications as a whole. So I work okay. for a company called Adcom Solutions. I'm an account manager. That's like okay. my nine to five day job. Okay. And then we also run, operate, owner operate two coffee shops, Lynchburg and Garner. Okay. Um, we have a great staff of kids there that are working in the shops. So we don't have to be in the day to day at this time. All right. When we first started, I was coffee shop guy 24 seven, <laughs> but now in this state, we've been in business since 2008. And so we're playing a different game of owning a business and facilitating a business versus being in the business. And okay. so, yeah. Right on. And you said we, and so just to highlight that, that is you and your wife of 21 years, 21, is it? 21 years. Tell exactly. us a little bit That's about right. your wife. Um, she's amazing. Love of my life. Um, we're both kind of Southern California people and, uh, we didn't meet there, but we were from there, and then we met in church in Northern Virginia, and uh, it's been awesome since. Okay. So, yeah. And I don't, I don't know that you said this, but uh, so married for 21 years. Mm-hmm. Again, owner-operator, two coffee shops, two states. You also have a nine-to-five job, yes. and there's three children yes. in the picture, mm-hmm. 18, 15, and 10. That's right. Okay, so if we needed to talk to somebody who lives the everyday busy life mm-hmm. but is somehow balancing it, it's you. So I think we've got oh boy. the right person. Now, I do want to say this. I, I do live in Garner, but where Muse is. And mm. then every time I hear somebody talk about your coffee shop, they're talking about, number one, great coffee. Oh, that's uh, awesome. But they're also talking about a great environment that's clearly there for the community. That's right. And so appreciate, man, everything that you guys do for the yeah. community and for what you stand for. Yeah, that's our heart. Um, let's do this. Um, how do you navigate between parenting and working? You got a lot going on. We got listeners out here that are doing the nine to five, but they're not happy with that. So they're mm-hmm. probably trying to run their side hustle as well, trying to figure out, man, what dreams can I really bring to life? We've also got kids, which are a large part of our dream. Yeah. How do you navigate the yeah. whole thing? Oh, uh, that's a great question. You know, for us, it's been a lot of trial and error. Um, we are not perfect, and we have absolutely fallen forward up this yeah. hill. 
Um, if I look back in time on how we've navigated our time poorly, our kids, when we started this, lived in Sam's, Sam's Club. Like, they hate Sam's Club now. <laughs> because we would go there, and we'd have to be there for the shops in the busy times. And, you know, my wife's a stay-at-home mom, and she got to school and homeschool our kids for okay. a time and for a season. And it just felt like the kids were absorbed in the business that we were starting um, at that at that point. They were in the business with us. And in a perfect world, they would not have been. Gotcha. In a perfect world, we would have said, we're having kids. Let's put this business idea on hold mm. until they get to a certain age and then start the business. That's what I would advise any entrepreneur. If you don't have kids, absolutely you can do it. But with the kids, it, to me, it would be favorable to wait till your kids are a certain age. Yeah. So, yeah, navigating this kid was tough. But um, communication is really the key to navigating this time. You have to be able to communicate clearly with your spouse, with your kids, to understand their wants and their needs so you can have that unique quality time with them that's appropriate. It's going to be different for everybody, but if you're not communicating and you're assuming things are blowing up behind the scenes and getting worse. So, yeah. yeah. And how long how long have you been running the coffee shops? Since 2008. 2008. Yes. And that was in Virginia. And then when that's did right. the one in Garner? Start? Uh 3 years ago, we've okay. opened the Garner store, yes. And did you find there's kind of different seasons of busyness or or we we use we use the term phases for mm -hmm. your children? And like when you felt like it was maybe less healthy, but when you felt like it was more healthy, where they could understand what was going on. Yeah, you know, the younger ages, when, when you know, success when they're little kids, you got to bounce them on their knee, you got to spend time with them, you have to yeah. look them in the eye, give them kisses. It's kind of easy. That whole six to nine to 10, when they're trying to learn to communicate well, it's a little tough. And you're trying to work out quality time for them to be who they are, wonderful little kids. That's where we absolutely struggled with our first. Um, it was tough because we were doing coffee shop businesses. So, again, like I said, some of our kids, my middle kid, he was 15, Jace, he would um, sleep on coffee beans while I'm roasting coffee. So <laughs> tough times, but we had uh, – there's also lots of uh, positives that have come out of that. He's entrepreneurial mindset. He understands what goes into business. He has an excellent work ethic. So there's no one perfect um, equation for people, but – being present and having conversations with individuals is, is the key. So yeah. asking your kids, what do you need from dad right now? What kind of father do you want? And you want me to, you know, spend quality time? How? How do we need to spend quality time together? Things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. So. so what you're saying is, I mean, there might not be a right size mm -hmm. fits all when right. it comes to parenting, especially in the midst of. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because, I mean, I, so I have three kids as well, and mm -hmm. they are. They're all, they're all three very, very different. Mm -hmm. And the time that they need and the type of energy that they need and when they need it, all those are very different. And so uh, I, I think this idea of trying to figure out, okay, what are our goals as a family? Right. But then if we're going to raise these children well, um, what are their needs? Right. As children, and then how do we can we merge those two? And if we can't, you got some difficult decisions that you've got to make, but you got to make it on purpose, otherwise, mm. it's going to be made for you. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, again, my my measure of success failure might be different than others. Yeah. You know, success failure is a kid that feels loved, that feels safe, and that can openly communicate their feelings. Um, again, we, we're not perfect. We, had, we, we struggled with our oldest, and she's turned out wonderful. She's an amazing girl, and, she, you know, we're building that conversation bond now. Um, the other, It's been easier as we've learned ourselves how to communicate with our kids and with each other, my wife and I. Um, but success for me and my wife and our family is that they love the Lord, and everything else is secondary. Do they need to be rich and successful? Absolutely not. 
do they just need to be who God entitled or who God made them to be? Absolutely. That's the success. So if they're loving Jesus and they're growing in that, yeah, that's success. So So you're looked to by onlookers, people from the outside, as man, this is a guy that's um He's getting it done. He's getting the hustle done. He's yeah. uh, he's he's got a business. He's navigating life. He's raising children that best we can tell are are healthy. You said you know they're loved. They're feeling safe. They can communicate their feelings. That's right. Um, so the listeners, we, we probably got something like that's great for him. Mm-hmm. I'm not there. Sure. <laughs> I don't have that. Maybe is there there a story that you could just tell of like a time that you weren't getting it right, just so our listeners understand like there really is hope, and maybe they're not so far away from where it is that they hope to be. Yeah. Um, I, again, I like to, I'm, I'm a logical guy. Like I want to know what the solution is. What's, what's the fix? And you know, when we were struggling, when we first started, the kids were sleeping on the pallets and whatever. We didn't know we were struggling at that point. We thought we were doing the best that we could. Yeah. I didn't have a father, no father in the house. So my kids absolutely got what I didn't get. So yeah. for me at that point, I was like, Oh, I'm doing great. They have a dad who's present. But that's not what my kids needed. My kids needed something different. So as we have grown up and they've gone back and communicated some of their hurts and what they have seen, that's how I've now evaluated our success or failure, if you want to use those words, as as parenting. So when they were younger, they didn't feel like they could say, I don't want to stay at the shop all day long. I want to be at home. So that's why I kind of lean on communication. My wife didn't want to be the one responsible for doing all the bills all the time. I was like, you're the one that's going to do it. I can't do it. So you're going to do it. And unfortunately, you know, we never really had that deep, heartfelt conversation. And both my wife and I are both passive aggressive. So we'll allow things to kind of build and then explode. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm sure none of our listeners can connect with that <laughs> at all in their marriage or understand what that's like. Yeah. So we're going to pause this episode just for a moment to let you know about a resource that we have to offer for you on personal development and spiritual enrichment. And so this is the Hope in Real Life mobile app. It is a free tool made specifically for our listeners or anyone else who needs a little bit more hope in their everyday life. Yes. Brian, the Hope in Real Life app, it offers multiple features like daily devotions, Mm. parenting tips, Mm -hmm. which is what we're here to talk about this week, uh, financial resources, marriage insights, and who knows, I'm not sure where this gets dropped in the podcast. Maybe we've talked about it. Maybe it's who's supposed to do the dishes and when. That's right. That's right. That's covered. Big topic of conversation. And in a community where you can share your prayer requests. So head on over to the Apple Store or Google. Google Play, and be sure to download the app and jump on this opportunity. You can interact with it daily, make it a part of your routine, connect with others, and help spread hope. Tomorrow can be better than today, and hope is possible even in real life. Man, I'm getting on this right now. <laughs> I'm excited. Thank you. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately the, the, practical, the practical fix for helping that busy mom and dad navigate is you have to learn internally what what um, your own felt needs, what yeah. your felt needs okay. are, and be able to communicate that well. And to me, it goes back to counseling that I've received, yeah. right? So I've received counseling. We, my wife and I have both been in counseling for the past probably eight years on and off. And through that counseling, we've exposed past traumas, which color the way we view life today. I think everyone has traumas that they're getting over, no dad, uh, abusive family, uh, abusive family member, um, anything. That's trauma. And how you dealt with that colors how you deal with people today in life. Colors how you deal with your kids, for sure. 
color is how you deal with your spouse. So learning to deal with that young kid that did that trauma and telling that little kid that he's okay and he's going to be okay is a growing thing that I think everyone needs to experience and then reset the button and say, okay, now I'm going to be a human being. I know, I know my areas of deficit and I know where other people's areas of deficit because they can have that open conversation with me. I, again, I'm tooting the same horn. Communication is key, but you have to have kind of grown internally a little bit there. Right. And you got to learn how to communicate. And you, you said mm-hmm. this again in the pre-show, but this idea, I mean, this is, this is supposed to be a session, uh, an episode about helping busy parents figure it out. But the reality is in the midst of our busyness, we don't take the time to slow down yeah. and to really understand why we feel the way that we feel, the way that we think, the, the, way mm. that we think, mm-hmm. um, the pace that we run. I mean, what I learned about myself is, um, there's a reason why I run at the pace that I run in, and mm. it's often not healthy. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's not just to run towards something, but sometimes we're running from something. Yep. And unless we sit down and are willing to go through the counseling, willing to have the conversation, man, we might not deal with it. And this That's is right. where it comes back to parenting. That's right. You don't figure that stuff out. Yeah. You're raising your children in an environment that's not thriving. Right. It's not everything that it could be. So I appreciate yep. you pointing out the counseling yeah. and the need. I mean, the, the Christian counseling aspect of that, not, not to say there's a difference, but there is a piece that usually resonates with my Christian friends, which is your idols, right? Yeah. So if your idol is making money, when things detract from you making money, it's a hindrance and a pain point. So when your kids want quality time, but money is your idol, you have a pain point. Yeah. When your kids are your idol and they don't get straight A's, they don't listen and do what you're telling, then right. you overreact to your kids. If, if, if you expose your idols, and we all have them, and they're on the throne where God's supposed to be, when we deal with those idols, that breaks us from a freedom to be able to go, oh my gosh, right now I'm struggling with not feeling disrespected right. because they're not listening to me, but ultimately I have the wrong idol on the throne. So, yeah. um, You mentioned this earlier. You said you didn't, I think you said you didn't have a dad. Yeah. But again, and one of the questions I wanted to ask you is like, what, what did you learn from your parents and what did you take mm. out of your relationship with your parents growing up? So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, my mom... <laughs> I think it's a heavy conversation, but yeah. anyway, my mom, a uh, single mom, pretty much, even though my dad was there, we, we had a parallel family that I didn't know about till much later. That was my age kids as well. Wow. Um, when I was, uh, I guess around nine, when that kind of was exposed to my mom. And again, I'm the youngest, oldest of my family of four, my oldest sister is 64, right around there. Um, but yeah, so that happened and our our world kind of just blew up and so what i learned from my mom as she was dealing with kind of the worst pain ever is that we're so very fragile as humans and we will kind of do things to to survive and to get by so i watched her numb herself from the pain of my Mm. dad i watched her not be present but present all at the same time in my life by when she could loving me, which was just beautiful. Um, I look back at my mom, I kind of see now kind of what she was going through. So I learned a tenacity from my mom okay. that was there. Um, I learned a resilience that we can kind of get through some of the worst things ever and be okay. Um, yeah, I think that's what I learned the most from my mom. Yeah. yeah. And well, you can, and you can tell you definitely learned that by the way that you're yeah. navigating everything yeah. that's going on in your own life. Oh, if we were trying to get real practical sure. for our listeners, sure. um, 
what are some things that parents can, can what, what can we integrate into our lives, yes. into our regular schedule that will help us get this work life or busyness time with our kids sure. to get that more straight and in line with where it needs to be? Okay, practical seven. <laughs> yeah, so um, when we opened our shop, we were, we were open on Sundays for the first like year or two. Then I felt God was quick to say, and not to get too churchy, but God was quick to say in my heart, we need to have a day of rest and honor that and keep that holy. As soon as we did that, our sales immediately started increasing. Wow. So less money Monday through Sunday, but our Monday through Saturday days started to pick up dramatically. Wow. And so we saw God be faithful in that area. We absolutely put that into play in our family life where Sabbath is a day that we do much of nothing and rest and play and honor the Lord. And I think if you can have that, and if you struggle against Sabbath, you're, you are, unfortunately, you're exposing those idols. I don't have time to do a Sabbath. Well, then you're exposing an idol for whatever reason that is why you can't do that Sabbath. Maybe it's productivity. Maybe there's something else that you're willing to pay the price to and so close right. to what it is you want That's to That's right. See. And, I, and I, I it's a safe place for those who don't have the dollars to pay rent. It, you know, that's a different story. I want to make that disclaimer, right? right. Where this is a, a little bit of a place of privilege that I have a nine to five job. I can rest on Saturday, right. but when you can rest on Saturday or rest on Sunday, excuse me, you need to take that and you need to be present with your family. And that, that was the start of de busy, uh, our world. Okay. So, yeah. So Sabbath, that's one day a week. Mm -hmm. What about, say, when we come home from the 9 to 5 on Monday, sure. Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah, I, again, uh, each, each individual is different. So my wife, um, she likes to cook dinner. She likes to uh, get the kids ready for school. She enjoys that. We've had that conversation. She enjoys that. Um, she doesn't love doing the dishes so much, so the kids typically will end up doing the dishes or myself will end up doing the dishes. Can they come by my house when they finish yeah. up at your house? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely they can. Again, we have great kids because they, I they be share. Clear. My yeah. wife is very faithful in doing the dishes, mm. and she knows it's because I hate it, um, and I do try to do it, but I'm just telling you, it is a place of potential tension so in our family. I hear you, and my <laughs> wife does the dishes predominantly like during the day when she's not good because I do them wrong. Right. So... Apparently, the silverware cannot go anywhere but at the top. Right. Yeah. yeah that's right. I'm, that's I've exactly learned this the hard way. Yeah. I, and I use that excuse myself, and that does, it's still not accepted. It's still not <laughs> accepted. Yeah. I so I just, I'm supposed to learn the right way. If I cared enough, I would learn the right way. And now I'm talking about our counseling sessions on the podcast. I love that's it. That's not I necessary love it. right now. I love it. No, that's, that's key. That's key. Hey, if you currently are not connected to a church, or, or maybe you're not sure about the whole faith thing, or you, you gave up on church a long time ago, I want you to understand, like, church hurt is a real thing. And so that's understandable, but you don't need to miss out on the encouragement and on the hope that, that, that knowing Jesus and being part of a community of believers has to offer. So I want to tell you about something here. Gethope.tv. It's an online church experience where you'll find engaging music, uh, a message that's relevant to the everyday moments of your life. Uh, and, and it's that, that service is put on by Hope Community Church. And I hope our greatest desire is that people would come to know who God really is, would be able to walk in his ways and, and find the ways to experience hope in the everyday moments of our lives. Listen, you don't have to have everything all figured out to, to tune in with us. Uh, you can even, if you're, man, you're at home, so feel free, stay in your pajamas, listen at the gym when you're getting in your workout. But gethope.tv online, Sunday mornings, 9.30 a.m., 11.15 a.m. There's even an option to join 
join us on Saturdays at 4.15 p.m. or 6 p.m. as well. Wherever you are, you're welcome. We'd love to have you tune in with us at gethope.tv. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal, and I, maybe maybe this will get us all back on the same page. Maybe I'm just a crazy one, but this is like my, I come home from work, mm-hmm. and let's start before that. Yep. Uh, I get up early. Yep. Right? I get up anytime between 4.45 and 5, and that's because I need some time for myself, so whether that's working right. out uh, time in scripture, prayer, meditation, whatever that is, yep. I need to do that, taking care of myself before the kids get up. So mm-hmm. then the kids get up. Um, usually my wife does the breakfast and I'm kind of there to referee for the, for the kids. So, um, and so every now and then we'll trade off on that role, but, uh, that seems to be the quickest route to de-escalation in the busyness of mornings. Sure. Then we head to work, come home and man, it's like, one kid's going to wrestling practice. Right. One kid's going to football practice. Those are in different places. They're right. in matches. So we're driving in different ways and in different directions, getting home at different times, and we sit down to eat dinner. Right. And it doesn't feel like the TV shows that I watched growing up at like 5.30 and the sun setting down. Sure. It's like we got to get dinner started at 8 o'clock so yep. we can feed the kids, get them in the shower, and get them in the bed at 9, 9.30 <laughs> so I can turn around and it's like, man, how? And then be the, a husband. Yeah. And then be a husband. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know. And so, how in the world does that person um, maximize the minutes that they have? And now I'm just telling you, that's how sure. this has been my approach, is just asking that question. How do I? If there's only going to be minutes, yep. number one is that too much stuff, and number two, if it's not, mm-hmm. and that's what works for you, how do you maximize the minutes that you have when you are together in the downtime? Oh man. <sighs> it, it. This is going to sound weird, but I don't have that measure of maximizing minutes per yeah. se, right? I, I have the measure of being still and present in the Lord. Like, yeah. that's what he calls us to do is just to be in him and be present. And um, I think if you put in there, I have to do zero through Z right. yeah. <laughs> within 24-hour days, you're already setting yourself up for failure right. because you'll never measure up and you'll need to maximize those minutes. But again, practically, you have to, do, you have to send this kid, the kids to school and they have to get to their games. Yeah. To me, that's conversations. But at the end of the day, you have, to, um, you have to be doing what God has called you to do. Be a husband, be a wife, um, love your kids, and then maximize your time. To me, that means, like for our kids, our kids, my son runs track. We'll, we'll take turns taking him to track. My oldest daughter did theater and um, art, and we'll take turns getting her to art class or whatever it was. Um, but ultimately, it was having that balance of what was my purpose, my, my purpose. And I, I don't know how to say that for everyone else. It's the purpose is to be in the Lord. It is, and I'm not hyper-spiritualizing that. I mean that he's not asking much of anything other than to just love others. Yeah. Like that's the extent. And with that, I have peace. I've read, I've met that threshold. If I'm loving my kids, I'm loving my family. It's just a check mark. So I don't feel that pressure of I'm going to maximize my time. Yeah. My pressure is, am I loving like God loves me? Then I'm doing okay. Yeah. Period. Because you'll, you'll go through season, seasons. You yeah. young, young dads, young kids, you're crazy. Yeah. Then as they get older and mature, it gets easier. They can help out, do chores. It's great. But ultimately, you know, that's just life in, as a whole, up yeah. and down, right? Um, being present in the Lord, reminding ourselves of the gospel daily, knowing that he loves us, that he's providing all good things for us, um, is the, it's what stabilizes everything. Yeah. And then in that, you'll find the peace and the rest 
to just do what you can. Yep. Right? That's all you can. Do what you can. Yeah, and so what I'm hearing from you is it's not necessarily to maximize the minutes to, to accomplish a bunch of to-do lists. That's if right. If you're going to use that word maximize the minutes, it's to maximize the minutes to be present both with God and with your children. Yes. With your family. So yeah. be present. So things like, hey, why don't we put our phones away for a little while? Mm. Why don't we be, you just look at each other face to face. You know, there's a passage. Yeah. And I know all of our listeners aren't, um, aren't necessarily followers of Jesus. They might not look to the Bible for all their wisdom. Um, I do. And yeah. so I don't really have too much wisdom outside yeah, of that. But, but uh, in uh, Deuteronomy, it talks about like, as you are going mm-hmm. along the path, mm-hmm. um, these are the times that we need to remind our, our children of the things that are important to us in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so I think oftentimes we can miss the fact that just because we're in the car driving from A to B, right. that actually is a time that you can still be present. Right. You actually can maximize on those minutes. And if it wasn't for the ability to like, okay, we're together. So how do I love them well in this moment that we're together? We're not That's necessarily right. sitting around the dinner table at this moment, but we are somewhere together. So how can we be present together instead of being distracted by all the busyness that's going on? Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, again, the measure of success is huge, right? So if when you are done and your days are over and you look back at your life, you're going to measure your success different than you as dad in it today. Yeah. And the goal is to get the same measurement of success as that when we look back and go, oh, was I there for my kids? Right. That's success. Yeah. Uh, did I love my wife? That's success. And that's the focus, you know, what, with what we can. Did they play every sport? No, they couldn't because right. we couldn't get them there. So right. we have to draw the line. Nope. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't get you there, so you can't go. Yeah. So, yeah, again, changing focus on what success failure is will absolutely be helpful. That's my focus. Yeah. So how about this? What inspires you to be the best parent that you can be? Oh, yeah, that's uh, back to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, full stop. You know, he calls me his child. Um, he's the maker of the universe. Um, he loves me. He withholds no good thing from me that I need. And, um, and I suck. You're right, you know what I mean? I, I suck. I know where my heart is at times. And I know that I have a tendency to wander. And he rails me back in and still loves me the same. That is my model for my kids. My kids at times will suck. My wife at times will suck. I absolutely suck, but there is grace and there's love for each other, and that just solves all the problems. A, you learn why you sucked because you can have a communication about it and you receive forgiveness, and that just brings it to a full head. So, yeah, grace and Jesus all day long. Yeah. <laughs> any, uh, any last words of encouragement that you'd pass along to our listeners in the idea of how to balance this stuff? Um, yeah, I, 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 I think about everything we've said so far. Yeah. It's so not practical like it's so (laughs) it's so deep dive into you at your in your soul as a whole but uh, ultimately if you're a parent that's struggling with the busyness you know there was never any sort of book that gave us the ones and twos of how to be a parent so you got to give yourself grace you have to be okay making mistakes you have to own the mistakes and say oh I was mean yesterday because I didn't want to be around you kids who were pulling on my shirt and wanting all my time, and I apologize. They grow more from you being honest about that than being this so-called perfect parent all day long. So be real, upfront, and open, and give yourself grace. Right home. Yeah. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you for the words. Uh, hey, we try to do this with each of our guests, at okay. least ask you know one or two questions on the way out, let them see a little bit more into who you are. So. Uh, big question here for you, for mm-hmm. our listeners. Um, what are you the most hopeful for in your life right now? Um, I am the most hopeful 
for my family. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see where my kids are going. I wasn't a good kid when I was growing up. So to have good kids is such a blessing. And um, I'm excited to see where my kids go. Are there good kids wise. in Southern California? There are. There are there some. Are some good, okay, Greg right. Laurie had I'm good kids. I'm just kidding. There's Greg, Greg Laurie. <laughs> I'm kidding. He would some probably of my best friends are yeah. from Southern California. Yeah. yeah. So excited to see my kids and where they end up. One's in UNCG, and she's thriving over there, a big artist. And so I'm excited to see where God sends her. So, yeah. yeah. Right on. Well, um, Brian, I so appreciate your time here. I mean, thank you again for the way that you minister the community. Thank you even for me for spending some time like, hey, we can get practical and we'll continue to look for practical ways mm-hmm. on this show through different episodes. But man, just the high level of what is your measure of success and, and how can you be present in the moments right. with your family? And I loved what you said about making sure that our children know that they're loved, that they're safe, and they can communicate their feelings. That's and right. So, to that end, man, may we continue to labor on and try to find hope in these areas Absolutely. Uh, of our lives. To our listeners, thank you all for tuning in with us. If you think that this content is valuable uh, for somebody else that you might know, please, please, please uh, pass this along. Share it with them. You never know how much hope they might need and how much hope this could actually provide. And then if you do live in the Triangle area, we will make sure that we've got uh, some links and some info to the Muse Coffee Shop uh, down in Garner. And who knows, even in Virginia, because I'm sure some of our listeners are up that way as well. Appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Brian, thanks for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me. This is great. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Hope in Real Life podcast. If this content was valuable for you, don't forget, like, subscribe, share. You never know how important it could be to bring a little hope into someone else's life. Uh, There's even a place here for you to comment. We would love to hear from you and hear your feedback. Until next time, let's keep sharing hope.